Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Those three things. If you get those right, you're not going to have a friction-free life. But wow, are you going to get rid of all the little things? And when I think about why we've lasted as long as we have with the amount of vitality that we have in our relationship, it's those three things. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. Today, we are going to be talking all about how to have better communication with your partner and who better to have this conversation with than my beautiful wife, Lisa Bilyeu. Welcome. Let's kick it off. Let's do it. What are three steps I can take towards having better communication with my partner? So here is, I don't know how you and I figured this one out early on, but this is one of those key insights that I, I even run into in my own life now, you know, whatever, how many years later with other people, which is you have to define terms. So you think you're communicating, you think you're saying the same thing, but in reality, different words, different ideas, different concepts mean different things to different people. And if you presume that the other person is interpreting things the same way, and then they're responding in a way that doesn't make sense to you, you end up escalating, escalating, escalating. And I learned in in our marriage that there were actual words we were defining differently. And then in business, I learned that if you're arguing with another person that's really smart, and I was not trying to give myself credit with that statement, but you're <laughs> arguing with somebody who you believe is really smart, and you keep escalating, and they seem stupid to you, and they're acting like you're stupid, um, I realize that it's because you have different base assumptions. And that between not having taken the time to define what a given term means, like important is one that you and I have defined, promise is one that you and I have defined, uh, and they mean certain things, and there are certain behaviors that we said, okay, if somebody says it's important, you drop whatever you're doing, like this is the thing, pay attention to this, take immediate action, don't delay. And you don't come to that by accident. And if one person thinks that's what important means and the other person thinks that it means like, hey, this is really something we should get around to at some point this year, you see how there ends up being these real conflicts. Mm -hmm. And then base assumptions even bigger, that you could have a whole concept of something um, and not be seeing eye to eye on. And if you don't go in and say, here is my base assumption, like for instance, the most important thing in marriage is that you elevate each other. Now, that really is my base assumption about marriage. And if I have that assumption and you have something totally different, 
then it can create the this real friction. And so getting in under the hood, that's like my number one. In fact, if I was gonna, because we need three, uh, I would say defining terms. Well, before you go in, can I just give some Please. feedback on before, like, that was great. Um, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you said, um, so even about the words right from the beginning, so defining the terms, you are gifted with language more than I am. You are better, I wouldn't say gifted actually, that's to take away that you've worked at it. You're, I think you, I also have a natural inclination, so, so you, fair enough, but I've also put in an okay. obscene amount of work. So when I first met you, just your understanding of words and dialogue, it was so much more, I was like, what the hell does that word mean? You would say words almost on a daily, babe, where I'm like, I have no freaking idea what that word even means. Like, I literally didn't. And so I definitely think of you as being very well um, read, and so when we would talk and arguments would start to happen, you'd be like, but you said this. And I'm like, but this is what I mean. And you're like, but that word doesn't mean that. And that used to really upset me. I mean, even still now where we still have these debates sometimes where you're like, but you said this word. And I'm like, but maybe if you look it up in the dictionary, the word means this, or I actually understand why you think that. But here's my side of it. This word means this to me. It feels like this to me. It's a triggering word, even that sort of thing, that we have the discussion of like being open, because I think that communication is going to be very important, is knowing those words that you have defined, that you agree on, and then also knowing that this word to me, in my head, is defined meaning this. And whether that it should be or not, or whether you want it to be or not, it is. And so this word, while I'm still trying to get over it, is actually triggering towards me. And having those conversations where you can say, your definition of the word and my definition are actually completely different. Mm -hmm. And is there any danger here? Is there any potential like worries? Or, oh yes. And that's the thing. So making sure that you're always addressing those words in conversations, in debates, arguments. Now what do you do? How, whose definition do you I don't use? think if there's a right or wrong. I mean, you always go to, what is our freaking goal? Our goal is to have the best relationship we possibly can have for the rest of our I lives. I want to use my to definition. To my last dying breath. What's your definition? I'm just saying, at what point, like, help people navigate this with specifics. What do you advise if you have your definition, I have my definition, we've said them out loud, I think yours is crazy, you think mine is crazy, now what? All right, love this. I would then see whose one is more emotionally problematic. <clears throat> Because I may say, Go I, on. Well, I may say like, I don't see that word like that. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't make sense to me. I was learning, blah, blah, blah. My perspective is. How do we is, decide who's is more emotionally problematic? So you just basically say And what say does the it. word problematic mean? So I would say, um, what do you mean problematic? So I would say, I think this is maybe what you're getting to, is that there are certain words to me that are triggering. Dumb. Oh, triggering. So I would just say to you, now on your perspective, I could call you dumb all day long and you'd be like, I don't know, you said it, it's funny, it's actually a funny word. You don't say that, but like, let's just say, for instance. And so you're like, I don't understand, I don't agree with you. That word is not a... This is actually a great example. Can I beef it up a bit? Yeah. So let's say, like for me, dumb is an innocuous word, but stupid is cutting. And so mm. that's where this whole idea gets interesting. To your point about, and the funny thing is I hate the word triggering. So that word is triggering to me. So Why getting, do you hate the word triggering? It's, it's, it, it now has so much cultural baggage that I, th but it oh. illustrates the point, which is 
one person is coming into this with all these connotations that have to do with their life experience, things that happened to them when they were a kid, like all of this stuff, and they fucking carry that into the present. And when you don't know that, you can unintentionally trigger somebody um, by saying something that to you is completely innocuous. So, like, I'm sorry, this is like so enlightening. So, you, I think you were just about to say, or maybe not, but like, there's a difference between, because you may go, well, that's so dumb. You may say that, to you that word doesn't mean anything. You say that to me, and you're not saying I'm dumb, but you're saying that's so dumb, right. I don't hear the that, I just hear the word dumb. So I get triggered, and then I start to get emotionally like defensive, and then that becomes, a, well, why are you being weird? Why are you getting defensive? All I said was this, like, no, you didn't, you said dumb. You're like, I didn't call you dumb. It's like, y- you know, and then it becomes this whole thing right. where, so that going back to what you were saying, there's no right or wrong. There is this word affects me in a worse way than it affects you. So in this situation, I would say it would make sense for us both to agree that dumb, while I work through it, because I'm, I don't want to get derailed on the triggers, but I think triggers are my own thing to work through and I have to self-soothe and figure out how that doesn't trigger me. So that is totally on me. But as a partner, it is important to say to your partner, I need your help on this. This is triggering right now. And so right now, it actually isn't useful to say this word to me. And if your goal as a relationship together is to have an amazing relationship, then hopefully you, you know, on your side will be like, I totally hear you. Like, that isn't my intention. Hopefully you know that, of course, babe. I may slip up, cool, right? All of these things you have to discuss. You may slip up, you may use the word because to you, it doesn't carry the weight it carries for me. So I have to give you the grace to know that it doesn't carry the weight it does for me. So while you may say the word again in the future, I have to remember that you don't mean to, that you're trying, but that we've come to an agreement that right now this word doesn't serve our relationship. And that's how I would say whichever one is emotionally, what was the word I used? Problematic. Problematic. So you're saying, if I'm understanding correctly, figure out what is really causing distress in the other person and agree that since that's causing a problem, and yes, you're hopefully working on that and trying to strip some of the emotion away from it, but right now it's there, it's real, and as you said, it doesn't serve us, so let's not keep using that. Now, what's utterly fascinating is in this conversation, because you used words that, um, that carry all this cultural baggage for me, the, the word you, triggering. Triggering and problematic have become like these. Uh, problematic yes, is a problem? Yeah, yeah. It's not a problem. Oh. It carries all of this cultural, like the culture wars baggage around. Mm. Problematic is a certain word that means a certain thing to some people. Triggering is a certain mm. word that means something to mm. different people. And so that's where it's like, as you say those words, they're not necessarily words that um, affect me in the way that somebody would expect but they have all this resonance from what's going on in the culture wars. So as you say them, this sort of avalanche of references comes into play. Mm-hmm. Now, those are whatever because they're more about like what's happening outside of me versus something that's impacted me personally. But it was such a great reminder, and I know you didn't do it on purpose, but that you used words that like, you don't understand what thought process I go through when you use those words. Right. And so, that is exactly what ends up happening. And so we get these two, because you're creating a mental model. Okay, it's called theory of of mind, excuse me, where you get a theory of the way that the other person is thinking. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm making a mental map of you, I'm of course using myself. And so I'm like, 
if I map myself onto you and you're still talking like that, it's like, what are you doing? And mm. that's where people end up spiraling is they don't realize that the other person either doesn't have all the same connotations, doesn't have the same emotional resonance, whatever. And so you misread the theory of mind. It ends up mm. in this huge explosion because what you're doing subconsciously, unfortunately, is if I were saying those words in that way, I would mean this. Mm. And so then it's like you get into the, these huge explosive arguments, but for the other person, that isn't what they intend to convey. But until you're able to get beneath that, by doing work before the argument, because let's say that you and I had come to an agreement about the word dumb, and then I use it in a discussion, and you would say, hey, calmly, remember that we said we wouldn't use that word, I'm still trying to work through it, but that does give me you know, a certain feeling. And I would be like, you're absolutely right, I apologize, that isn't what I meant, what I mean is this. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying by that is I use dumb in the way that historically I have understood it and the way that it affects me. And it's just so offhanded, like I don't even think about it. In giving the person the grace to be like, you're right, we did agree to that. It's just an easy, ready word for me. Thank you. Let me explain using a word that I know that we've agreed upon. And boom, here's what I'm trying to convey. But that, that whole theory of mind thing is really important. That's so true. And then just to kind of put a cap on this, what we then do is go, okay, what other words should we now agree to use? Because that's also important. I don't know if anyone's seen um, Four Christmases. It's one of our Christmas love holiday movies that we always watch. And the funniest thing is about mistletoe. We use it all the time. It's like, mistletoe. It means like, help me. And it's so amazing. So even something as fun and silly as that, it's defining the word, right? Mm. It's defining that if I say mistletoe to you, you know, shit, I've got to get my wife out of here. Right. Um, defining words, like that's the simple way to put it. But even like with everything we're saying, it's so complex. And even if you define it, and even if you get on the same page, sometimes you have to actually even keep working on that word because in a year or two years or three years, hopefully if you want a long-term relationship, that word now may carry a different type of weight than it did when you first established it. Facts. Now, we haven't technically given three things. We have not given three things. I'll list them off. I don't know if we have time to go into all three. I will let you tell me. But so we've got defining terms. I'm going to separate base assumptions. It's same idea, but it, it becomes more of a what you believe to be true about the world. So it's like these really core beliefs. And sometimes they're just core beliefs about the topic that's being discussed. So you may not even realize you have a base assumption about it, but we all do. You, you, as you begin to articulate things, your entire worldview is predicated on all these stacks of base assumptions, mm -hmm. where you grew up, how you know the other person, the emotional resonance, like uh, far too complicated, but know that that's a separate thing and that it's the building blocks of your belief system, either in general or that topic. And then the third I'll say is to make sure that you understand each other's core values. And those three things, if you get those right, you're not going to have a friction-free life, but wow, are you going to get rid of all the little things? And when I think about why we've lasted as long as we have with the amount of vitality that we have in our relationship, it's those three things. Ding. Word. There it is. There it is. You asked for three things. You got three things. I'm telling you, those are the biggies. 
if you do those well, things will get a lot easier. And then there's one thing that I will really put a finger on that we talked about here, which is giving the other person grace when they make a mistake. Of course, it's going to happen. Um, Hopefully you know that the other person isn't wielding it with ill will. And if they are, then that's very much something that we need to address immediately. Uh, Seek therapy or, as I always like to remind people, remember, if the relationship is robbing you of joy, then it's something to reconsider. All right, speaking of things to consider, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, build a beautiful relationship. Take care. Peace.